0: Booze and Books may contain boozy language and themes. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Hey guys, it's Lindsay and Kristen back with Booze and Books podcast, and this is episode eleven. Oh my
0: God. I know it's almost been a year.
1: It has been. It's uh, been basically a year since we drunkenly came up with the idea. Yep. So yep. we got that going for us.
0: Full circle. <laughs>
1: Um, this is episode 11, so this episode we're actually back to our original roots with, well, some part, I guess, our original roots, but with a suspense thriller. Uh, we decided to go back to this because The Perfect Girlfriend, which I came I just said what the book was, um, <laughs> was a really good book to start, with. well, we thought it was a really good book to go with, so we decided to read it. Um, and yeah, don't worry about this month because we're not doing a comparison. We're going back and slowly focusing on the book discussion. Because there's nothing really to compare it to right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, before we get into the podcast, as usual, we want to make a quick note that you can find out about the books we're currently reading or the ones that we're reading for the podcast itself, um, that you need to check out our Instagram page, boozeandbooks.podcast. Um, as we try and make sure we, um, post as much as we can on there with what we're reading, what we're drinking, sometimes what else we're all there doing. doing. Usually that's via stories, but we try and update that as much as we're doing, uh, reading and all that stuff as much as we can. So, but you can always, uh, definitely check it out to see what we're reading for that month. Cause we definitely, we definitely, sorry, we definitely will have that. Or what we're actually reading so so yeah this episode is called the perfect diabolica girlfriend and with that being said the wine we are drinking is called diabolica otherwise we obviously <clears throat> would have gone with diabolical girlfriend yeah. <laughs> um so this wine is actually from okanagan it's really good we have one white two reds i believe uh one's a reserve I, I think, or
0: it said like it's a. It says it's Bourbon said? Oak Aged. Oh, there we
1: go. Whereas other red wine just says Devishly Bold. So. What it. it can I. No, this one. Reincarnation. Is what
0: Reincarnation. Called. That's what the word I was looking yeah. for.
1: <laughs> so the one red is called uh, Devishly Bold. It's a red wine. They both are red wines, but the one, that one's got the white label. The one with the black label is um, Reincarnation. It's also red wine, but it also says bourbon oak aged on the top parts. So, uh, um, yeah, I'd assume that's probably more on the reserved or probably a little bit pricier side. Maybe by a dollar from the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair.
0: And the white? Uh, the white is a white blend. Um, what's in it? Let's find out. Um, (laughs) It is... uh, It contains tropical aromatics, including pineapple and mango. And it's balanced by green apple, orange blossom honey, and a crispness that encourages another long sip. It warns you, be tempted. Um, Sounds good. It's pretty good. It's really light. Um, When I first tried it, it was very... Almost like a very sparkling wine kind of is the it was very crisp. For sure it was crisp right mm-hmm. out the bottle. Um it's it's very light though. Like it is definitely you get a lot of um the pineapple and just very a very smooth, easy to drink white. Uh when I say easy to drink, though, I don't mean juice like we always talk <laughs> about. It is not juice. It tastes way better than that juice stuff that we had at the beginning. Yeah, that's bad wine. Um I think episode 1 or 2. Um, yeah. but it's definitely way better. Uh, just really light. Something you can enjoy on a perfect day like today. Cause it's 22. Um, thank God. It's very warm in Calgary. Uh, we've been needing it. So perfect for a day like today, even with some ice cubes, which I don't recommend doing, but if you are one of those people, totally go for it.
1: Or if you're going to do that mm. put like
0: freeze, make grapes it a or something. Oh, or that. <laughs> Ooh, frozen grapes. Yes, yeah. Great idea.
1: Because I know you can buy like little um, balls that you can put in the freezer. Because my friend's got some that she he freezes them. They're supposed to be for white wine. She like freezes them and she puts them in her white wine, and it's kind of like having ice cubes, but they're they won't melt into the wine.
0: Oh, cool! But, oh, I
1: know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. exactly. The edible version of that would be, be great. freezing uh, freezing grapes.
0: That's so smart.
1: So if you guys ever want to do that. Hint, hint, do that. <laughs> it, I think... I've never done it. It sounds really good. Um, but, yeah, that would be a good idea if you want to do that. Or, A, eh, we currently... Well, she took it out of it. What? But she had it in oh, a freezer. Oh, yeah, I'll put it
0: back in. I don't a know cold I bag.
1: With. That should also help with keeping it cold while we record.
0: It's very cute.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to help us with keeping her wine since she's drinking white. It's easy cold. to carry.
0: And it yep. doesn't, like... Melt everywhere, which is nice. Yes, because like we do, need do not want to clean this. up that mess. Mm. I feel like it's it's time for a refreeze, but we'll do that later. Yes. We've cool. almost done this bottle anyway. No one needs to know that. I think you're farther than I am. I think so, too. It's been a day. Mm. Yes.
1: She did work today. I did not, so I'm not as... In case anyone cares, it's
0: Saturday. So Yeah. For us. Hence,
1: Yeah. Feel very bad for her right now because
0: that sucks. <laughs> this is the life of retail. <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> day before Mother's <laughs> Day. So uh, going over to the red wine. Okay, so I'll start with the devilishly bold one. So it says on the back that it's made for mischief. Our blind, uh, rightly thumbs its nose at restraint. Set loose in the cellar, we behold, uh hoarded barrels whose Contents tasted as much of temptation, or sorry, as much of temptation, indulgence, and re- revelry as ripe berries or silky tannins. We blended daily in an almost ritually, uh, ritual way until surprisingly alchemy, alchemy was unleashed, a wine that whispered in our ears in a darkly darkfully playful way. Revel in it deeply, savor its secrets. Go on, be a devil. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and then, sorry about the ums. <laughs> I realized I was saying them. Sorry, guys. So, um, we're not going to, actually, before I go into the reincarnation one, I'll talk about the this one. So, I did aerate this time because I know I mentioned last time. I should have aerated the one I was drinking last time. I did aerate um, the devilishly bold and it's actually pretty good. Um, sorry, I said, um, again, it's, I think smooth. Uh, definitely see, I drink red in summer. I would drink this more, um, on a day like today, like oh. we were saying about that. Cause it is not a uh, super bold, like in your face kind of red. That was our last one mm. where it was like super Very much my kind of wine, like the super bold and everything like that. This is more, it's still bold, but it's not as in your face, I guess, with the boldness. Yeah. It's a little bit on the lighter side. It's kind of got a little bit of a lighter color than the last one. What? Yeah. It's hard to tell with the light in here. Last time we had more light. Seems very dark to me, but. I know, you have to hold it up to the light. That's where you can see the lightness. There but just going like this I can tell that it's different than last time. That's a little later. Later on the ends. It smells really good, which is a good sign. I don't know, it just says You can smell some like berries and stuff. I just don't I can't tell which one.
0: Didn't it list? Didn't no no. that one doesn't
1: list. Mm. The more I just keep tasting it is mm. I'm just gonna drink it. Why don't you try this one? I'll taste this one.
0: This is where we try each other. You're right, it is lighter though. You kind of do see it a bit.
1: Oh, yeah, I can taste the pineapple, but I can also taste the apple. That is crazy.
0: Yeah. It's good, right? It's really good. I think the aeration. I was just going to say, (laughs) I was like, it for sure makes a difference.
1: Like, so all my friends, mine is Lindsay. Cause I don't think we've ever really talked about aerating wine.
0: Holy cow! Sorry, this is really good red blend. Oh my and gosh, this
1: white is actually really good. I agree. This really chilled, staying outside today. Even right now, if we weren't recording, would be good. Yeah. But yeah, aerating like most of my friends, besides Lindsay, because again, we really don't talk about aerating things. <laughs> um, always make fun of me for doing that, Fine. but like. Because they, oh, don't know, they just make fun of me for it and I'm like, dang. but it actually makes a difference when you're drinking, like if you're, a, if you like wine and you actually enjoy it and everything and especially like the red wines, like you want to appreciate it for what it is. Exactly. And aerating it for reds actually helps. Yeah. If you're not going to aerate it, at least like open it and like let it sit there for like at least half an hour or more. And then you're naturally going to aerate it that way. But, like, there's so many small little aeration tools that you can use, like, either by sticking it in the bottle itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Like, I would have done that tonight, but um, (laughs) it would be pretty loud when I was actually, while we were recording. So, I didn't do that. But, yeah. Definitely helps bring out, like, actually what the wine tastes like. Get a better sense of what it is. It just... It opens it up, I think. Like it opens up the like tastes like the flavors and everything of the wine, lets it breathe. Oh it just it makes a difference. And as Lindsay said she agrees with me. So, you know. I'm right, always right.
0: Exactly. Get my head bigger on the ego. I just like <laughs> I've decided I'm gonna make <clears throat> a wine list to track all of these amazing wines we're drinking. Um, just in life because I, there's some I love, some I don't love. I feel like our last few episodes have been like
1: good
0: lines. Yeah. Dirty
1: laundry and powers. Super super good. good. But I
0: have to say this diabolical $20 had a regular, like, uh, I went to Safeway for this one. Um, Mm -hmm. and which wasn't bad. I was like, Oh, that's, you know, like a good kind of one we've stuck with. There's probably a theme here. All the decently priced ones are good wines which they better be yeah um but yeah no i that red blend is like insane
1: yeah we've been finding like i think there's a pattern like i know we had one that was around 20 dollars that was like pretty bad more so with the white and that was that xo xo one. Oh yeah yeah but so was it the xo
0: wait what xo
1: um there's one that we had no it was bitches
0: that one was terrible
1: that was bad and that was i think around 20 bucks
0: Oh yeah. But other good.
1: than that, all the other ones that are twenty dollars or more have been like stellar mm-hmm. on tasting. Mm-hmm. And dirty laundry and powers were were the last two episodes were really
0: some good. of the like
1: the more expensive ones too, which were around twenty five, twenty six dollars, yeah. I think. And those were super good. Like these diabolicals have been like really in good. par with them.
0: Yeah.
1: I like the powers cab more and I think I would love it it's even heavier, more. It's heavier but it i mm. like the heavy bold
0: wine I do but this red blend for summer for me anyway yeah this is would perfect. be a better this summer is a, this is a great summer wine this
1: is a day drinking summer wine yeah. the other one's like i'm sitting down, down having steak. like steak yeah, yeah. like a like sunday a nice, night yeah exactly sunday night like bold super, super bold yeah. yeah i love it babe this one's really good <laughs> there's some berries in there i just i
0: like tasted cherry And blackberry, I feel, right off the bat.
1: I definitely taste the cherry. I think, yeah, you can kind of smell the cherry and the blackberry, too. Yeah. this. Either way, it's super delicious. We're going to move on to the reincarnation Mm one. So we will, as we started doing, we're going to try this actually a little later in the episode. But we'll do the descriptions and stuff now so we don't have to do it later. Cool. So this one is um, the description on the back. It says, our winemaker was feeling a little mischievous when she created this new wine crafted with a secondary aging in a bourbon oak. The creativity paid off. This innovative winemaking develops more complex fruit notes and a smoother, longer finish. That actually makes me really want to drink that. (laughs) Um, So it says aging in French oak with a secondary bourbon oak aging. Nose, it says fresh cherry, vanilla, and smoky bourbon. Palette, ripe plums, field berries with a hint of vanilla. Oh, spice and a smooth long finish. Pairing, it says barbecuing with meat, or sorry, barbecue meats. Um, A uh,
0: charcuterie board? Charcuterie? Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i was like i'm I was saying like, this wrong I was like, What word are you french is not my
0: see? language i was just didn't know what word you were trying to say <laughs> i was really
1: trying to say it really wrong apparently uh pizza or whatever strikes mm, your fancy pizza. so it says pe be tempted so i actually kind of liked how it said like the aging nose palate and then mm-hmm. parents with it and, like that's nice it.
0: yeah
1: um the other ones did not do that yep. but I think this one's a little bit on the more special side, so we'll we'll get more into what that tastes like a little later, mainly because we want to enjoy the ones that we have now, mm-hmm. so we'll definitely let you guys know how that tastes a bit later. so yeah, we'll get into the book now.
0: Let's do it so
1: like I said earlier, as I usually do, I go off script <laughs> a lot. Uh, we, we had read The Perfect Girlfriend by Karen Hamilton. I think this is her
0: first novel. It sounds like it when you read the bio at the back.
1: Yeah. And I think when we looked her up on... Oh yeah, she doesn't have a... Yeah, she doesn't have an Instagram. I think she only has a Twitter. Right. Yes. Right, right, right. So yeah, she's a British author, which you can kind of tell because it's based out of England. Which is...
0: Sorry, just have to interject because we all know...
1: Me okay. and my yeah.
0: British. This one I actually read. I didn't do it as an audiobook, um, but when I was reading at the very beginning, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's finally a thriller written by a American author or a Canadian <laughs> North American author." Because it has to be like the way it was written and like the sounds of like where it was set. I was like, "It's definitely set in North America." And then as I kept reading, I was like, "Nope, this is in England." <laughs> I was like, Never mind. <laughs>
1: And as everyone knows, I love English settings We're definitely black and white when it comes to that
0: It's like it's kind of funny. of funny it's just more the like the verbiage like I just the wording and like the, yeah, the certain words they use and and like especially from reading an audiobook because they will yeah. stick with the type like they'll stick with British like actor voice actors so the voice actor is always has a British accent and then I'm just like I would not out. focus
1: on what they were saying. If it was a male, I'd be like, uh, oh, keep talking in my ear. I don't know
0: why. I'm just not into it. Anyhow, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. The accent's nice, but I just, like, if I'm listening to a book, I can't. It, like, I can't focus. So That's fair. So I'm glad I read this book anyway, but I was very distraught later when I realized it was not set in the chapter. U.S. <laughs> but it's fine. She she did a really good job of fooling me for the first couple chapters there. So, <laughs> Props to Karen.
1: <laughs> yeah, you kind of get from her name, too, that she might be American. or. I guess name. the
0: Hamilton part should have thrown it out. Like, See, I, I like do not a, think British. Like, it is very, like, I feel like a, a very North American last name, but it's also very British. I
1: guess. I guess... Yes. Every name can technically be from wherever. I guess. She technically spent her life, childhood, in Angolia, Zimbabwe,
0: oh, yeah. Belgium, and Italy. Which is crazy. And she
1: also worked as a flight attendant, so...
0: So that's why she was so good at writing.
1: But uh, she put down roots in Hampshire, it looks like. And she... Yeah, this is her first novel. So I think... Like... Overall, I enjoyed the book. I was a little confused at some point. And I was also kind of like a little thrown by her transition between scenes a lot. Because I would be like, wait, what? (laughs) So you kind of have to pay attention between the paragraph breaks. Yeah. Because that's where
0: she changes it.
1: There's no usually different, I don't think there's different font changes for
0: most of it. There's not it's only if she's emphasizing certain words, yeah, right?
1: so or if You she's really doing have a text. to pay attention, yeah. yeah, when you're reading at least like we don't know what the audiobook
0: is there an audio book? I'm sure there's an audiobook. Why did you read this? um usually, yeah, I could... had a gift card, uh, uh-huh. and I got rid of my audible membership, Audible. sponsor me, I'll read that's... all your books. <laughs> I just can't afford you <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because usually, yeah, we usually have both of different perspectives. So I was like, wait, why is she not reading that? Well, I had
0: a gift card uh, to Chapters, so I used that. And then, honestly, I think I'm gonna go back to my Audible membership because, at the pace we read books, like, yeah, it's more cost effective for me to just do an audiobook. But
1: well, and you also want to read other things too. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause,
0: yeah, I get that. Yeah, it was driving to and from work reading it. I can definitely pounce through some books when Mm -hmm. they're audible because or when they're audio because I can listen to them on the way to work from work and then I can actually read an actual book when I'm at work. So yeah,
1: exactly. But uh, yeah. Okay. So I know the first question that we were going to talk about was what the favorite characters are, but let's talk about the book in general. What do you think?
0: Um, I really liked it. Um... Just trying to think, I thought it was really different for a thriller. Um, more along the lines of what oh, was that really good one we read last year?
1: Maybe more than that. Uh,
0: the one we both agreed was like insane. That thriller where she kidnaps the girl and the girl dies in the basement. You totally know which book I'm talking about. Anyway,
1: I'm gonna look it up because I know what you're talking about.
0: Um, I just can't remember. You, book. I know you know. No. No. I'm an Instagram. Give me a second. Um, but I just liked that it was different. Like that one was like not told from, it was one of the first thrillers we've read that was only told from one person's point of view. Uh, we only saw, then she was gone. Then she was gone. Yeah. Um, so it was very different in, in terms of only reading one point of view. Um, but I also liked that it wasn't so black and white. It was very gray, very, like you felt bad for Lily. Sometimes you felt not bad for her at other times and yeah. she's a crazy person. Um, it just kind of like, you're right. There were, there were times where I was like, ugh, it got kind of slow, but there was a lot more than that times when I was like, I actually have to read the next chapter cause I need to know. And that was more towards the end. One thing I didn't like was the ending, though. That was I, my, hated the I hated movie. it. Um, I just didn't like how abruptly it ended, and I was like, "How are?" I was literally knew I was on the last chapter, and I was like, "I feel like we're just in the thick of it. Like, what do you mean I'm on the last chapter?" And
1: I wonder if that means that there's going to be another, like another one.
0: It's kind of how I thought it was going to end, but at the same time, I was just it was just the very abrupt. Really I would, cool. I really wasn't happy with the ending. I was like, "Okay, you're gonna kill." um Tara, and then you're just going to like kind of tell him, "Hey." Yeah. Close the door behind him.
1: So, you're stuck with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: like I'm like what, like did he what do you you mean? at yeah. that point like, like what he's going
1: like I'm going to stop fighting this and we can just be in a relationship together. Yeah. That's kind of how it seems. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um what do you think?
1: I overall like it was a good book. Like I liked it. It was slow in certain parts, and then other parts, like you said, you're just, like, I just need to keep reading to, like, figure out, like, these little bits of information. You're just, like, she unfolds it slowly, like, the relationships between certain characters and, like, all that stuff. It just, like, slowly comes out through as you keep reading, so you kind of just, like, always, like, even though some parts are, like, slower, you're kind of just, like, if I just make it through this, like, I'll figure out what. This part is and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it kind of is, like, a little bit, like, you can get, like, a little bit of rewards in a way while you read it. Just for, like, information. Um, I did mention how it was a little annoying, the head. There wasn't a little bit more indication when she kind of, like, reverted back to an old thought. Because even she, though she might have, like, led up to, like, she was thinking about a certain part in yeah. her past... It's just the same font, so I just kind of, like, unless you're, like, really fully paying attention, you might just think that she was, like, mentioning that she was thinking about a certain part of her past, and that, like, she wouldn't actually go into that part Right. Of past. So, it was kind of, like, it threw me off a little bit a couple of times. Not every single time, but a couple of times I wasn't really, like, thinking about that she would do that, and then I was like, oh, wait, now we're talking about the past. Right. <laughs> so, that kind of, like, irritated me, but not enough that, obviously, I wouldn't, reread the book yeah but a lot of times and i know we're going to talk about this but i'll just kind of touch on lately you kind of sympathize with her a little bit but at the same time you're kind of like just move on with your life yeah so it's kind of like you don't fully hate her but you also are like it's kind of like you're like a like one of your close friends where they're like yeah. making decisions and you're like no don't yeah, do that yeah. <laughs> or okay well you could do that but don't do it that way yeah exactly kind of thing so it's kind of like in a way yeah it's it's a little bit like you yeah. and him and how yeah just the way you read it you're kind of like yeah
0: you're doing a bad thing but, but I don't I, hate you for yeah, it yeah you're like you I get how you got there. Yeah, like I understand why you are crazy because it really sucks what happened to you. And I get how you got there. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't take the same path, but yeah, can't fault you for it either. It's
1: kind, of, yeah, it's yeah, it's a little in the eh, yeah, gray yeah. area. Yeah, <laughs> very gray, very gray. <laughs> maybe so, leaning
0: towards the black a part of it. Bit, but, yeah. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, that's why, overall, that's kind of what I thought about the book. So, I would recommend it to other people, but I would recommend it in the way of it's not, like, a in-your-face, like, a bunch of twists and turns. Right. It's, like, a slow build to yeah. what's happening, even though the end was kind of let down. But it's, like, it does build up to kind of what she was ultimately trying to do. Yeah. And it's a slow motion to that but it is a build up to her ultimate goal exactly. which is him yeah but moving on from that we'll get more into that overall view we'll start off with who's your favorite character um which i feel like in this book is a very hard question <clears throat>
0: oh my gosh i didn't even think of this before oh <laughs> Honestly, I think it's Miles. <laughs> no, it's not. I hated Miles, <laughs> too. Like, I think you're going to just have to... Like,
1: do Who's the s- person... Well, let's actually change it up this time. Instead of saying who's your favorite character, because I think it's going to be hard in yeah. this book, let's go with who's a favorite, your favorite character that you love to hate the most. That's not Juliet.
0: Let's go with Kay. who's not the main character. I think Nate, because... I felt really bad for him at a lot of times and I was like, oh buddy, like this sucks for you. Yeah. And like, I didn't think he was a bad person. I think he did a bad thing when he was younger at like a really, really bad thing when he was younger and misread a lot of what was happening mm-hmm. and definitely took advantage of, of Juliet. And I just, but at the same time I was like, "Whoa, like to be drugged and, forced to marry and all this other stuff like that you'd have to go through. Like it was, there was a lot that I didn't like about him and he definitely had an ego for sure. Like there were times when I was like, like fully saw what Juliet kind of saw in him. But, um, I think for the most part I felt more bad for him. And then like, I just felt he was very dynamic in a lot of what went on for him. Mm -hmm. Um, didn't love him didn't hate him but for it was this yeah this is the hardest book for for character yeah <laughs> it is
1: and i would say bella yeah but like, she doesn't play a big enough part for me to like i guess she's like my favorite character I hate the most because she seems like the rich bitch they went to high school with yeah that just like had such an air about her, and then she kind of interpreted you in a different way. Yeah. Like, how am I like this in your view? But in your eye, like, pretty much probably most people's eyes, you're definitely what I see. Yeah, yeah. But yet you get the benefit of the doubt a lot of the time. Yeah. Nate, now knowing that it's they're related, (laughs) kind of, like, they're kind of both in the same grouping and hate Yeah. Because, like, he did a bad thing, but at the same time, I don't know. I read that scene back in high school as, like, a mutual thing. Yeah. So, it wasn't, like, I was kind of, like, shocked. I guess, like, yeah, they were maybe underage, but I didn't know how old he was. Did they say how old he was? He was 19. 19. 19? Yeah, and she was 15. Okay. I must have miss, missed that part somehow. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't focus on it, but, Yeah. He, like, technically he did a bad thing. Yeah. But she was also technically... Well, not technically. She was consenting to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, we'll get into that a little Very bit later. Very gray area. But, yeah, gray area. But, um, yeah, I hate both of them. Well, <laughs> I love to hate both of them. Yeah. But, I, but Bella a little bit more because I just don't like her character. Yeah. Nate... Again, it's like Juliet. You like him, but you hate him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you sympathize, but you don't sympathize. Yeah, so
0: such a go. Like that's a hard it's, one. It's, yeah,
1: it's it's hard. This book's really hard. There's like no character that is honestly a good character. No, yeah.
0: no one is in unless
1: you maybe include her aunt Barbara. Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah, that's literally it. And maybe, like, very small role-play people that they work with that
0: there. Maybe like. her brother. That's her. William. That's it. Yeah. Those two characters. Everyone else in this book is is like, a terrible person. Pretty much. So it's kind of like. In one way
1: or another. We don't have very much to go off with yeah. that question. But, wow. but we'll get more into Juliet. So what did you think, because we were talking about that, like, what do you think of. I guess not just Juliet, but like Elizabeth or Lily as her different names uh, no. at the beginning of the book, throughout the book, and ultimately then. Basically, the entire book.
0: Like, I think at the beginning, I, well, okay. The Perfect Girlfriend, you kind of read the synopsis. You're like, okay, this person, the narrator, is a crazy person. And that's kind of how I felt. I was like, you're crazy. Like, you were going after a guy who obviously doesn't want you. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, gosh, this is down well. This will be, like, a really steep slope for you. Um, But then as the book went on, like, when she started talking about, like, her brother and her mom and her um, time at school, I did feel really bad for her. And I, I started to... Kind of understand, I guess, the way she felt. Hmm. But then, as soon as she went to Vegas and met up with Nate, I was like, yep, you took it very far. Like, that was her thing. Like, she she started started everything too far. Yeah. She started off like an okay, like redeemable character. Yeah. And then she literally took every little thing too far. Like, there was a line and she crossed it every single time. And she didn't need to do that. She didn't. But she wanted to and she did. And then there were times where I was just like, Kate, now you actually are being ridiculously crazy and taking everything to a whole different level. So by the end of the book, I didn't like her much at all. Like, I I was like, yeah, my decision is you are just so a crazy person. Yeah, you're a crazy person. Um, And then when she killed Tara, I was like, Kate, you're definitely a crazy person.
1: Yeah. And, like, I agree, like, at the beginning you're like okay horrible story but at the same time when her like the situation brought around her brother dying was kind of like how did like, she push him
0: or no she just kind of she kind of like, dozed off and just let yeah, it happen just let it
1: happen then i think she realized oh shit yeah <laughs> I think it's, like, one of those, like, lazy moments where you kind of come out of the daze yeah. of, like, sleeping, and then you, like, see the person struggling, and then you're, like... Wait. Like, looking at them, and then it takes a moment, and then it clicks. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, That's dope. what
1: it kind of seemed like. And then, like, later in the book, it was revealed that she had, like, a gardener help her. Right. And then he kind of helped her lie about her role and everything. Yeah. So... You don't really get fully concrete answers no. for a couple for family, of things. Yeah. And that was, like, definitely one. But, yeah, you definitely feel bad for her for that and, like, the school. Yeah. The vague, like, certain aspects, like, I guess breaking up, like, even though she had, like, an alternative motive to it, she did kind of get her life together in a way. Yeah. Like, she got, well, in a way by, like, she got her... A, she got her license. Yeah. She got a job. Yeah. That she actually was pretty good at it. Yeah. Shockingly. But yeah, she was pretty good at like her job. She excelled. She got promoted, basically, yeah. like within a couple weeks of starting the job. Yeah. And all this stuff. So you're kind of like rooting for her a little bit, and that's where it kind of comes in, where you're like, stop with this craziness. Right? Move on. Yeah. And then as the book kind of goes on. She kind of like unleashes the like really like stalker, can't let go, crazy ex girlfriend shit that technically becomes the person's wife. Yeah. Because she drugged him, but made him drunk enough or drugged enough that he looked like he knew what he was doing. Yeah. And she could have just left it as to what they were building up to as a friendship. And it seemed like he, yeah, I agree where he kind of seemed in certain aspects. Jealous of her imaginary boyfriend, but right, right, right. That doesn't mean that the person wants to get back together, yeah, slash, married. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I was just like, "Oh my god!" But yeah, at the it, as you just keep reading, you're just like, you're more insane. And then she handcuffed him. Oh my god! Locked him for like right ten plus hours because she went on a job. It was too much. And then she called Tara. And then the whole ending, you're just kind of like, "What am I reading?" Yeah, <laughs> you're like, "You're okay." So she was like, "Well, more so in the beginning, slash sympathetic, I guess." To you're kind of like, "You're a huge train wreck." What yeah. the fuck are you doing? Yeah, exactly. So that that's, I guess, I guess leading into the next thing is like she throughout the book as the narrator. Has a very assured but unsettling kind of voice. Did you like we kind of touched on it a little bit, but like, did you sympathize with her? Like, mostly at mostly all? Mostly, no.
0: Certain times where she was describing, like, the night of, yeah, I did. Um, and like her time at school, um, when she talked about William, yeah, um, those would be times I kind of felt myself start to sympathize with her, and then like. And then she would do something just ridiculous, and then I would be like, Kate, no, just kidding.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, like, for me, it was like... You're kind of like, what the fuck? And then when the pieces kind of fell together at that one point where you're like... You find out Nate is Bella's brother, which you kind of knew that before, but you knew that he was her brother, but then you find out that he was not only her brother, but he was the guy that she slept with. That was the biggest twist, I think. And then... Not only that, she, okay, that's not really a good sympathizing point, but, like, I was more sympathetic at the point like that, but, like, even just hearing about her mom, her dad leaving, and then coming back and telling her that he was remarried, and then not really wanting to think about her brother and all that stuff, and then having, well, us personally realize that they're... I think it's more than just infatuation with Nate. Yeah. Like he was the one that she gave her virginity to.
0: Yeah.
1: He was the guy that she first loved. Yeah. And she talks about fate a lot and you kind of yeah. just are like kind of sympathize with her on that level. And you can see like yeah. first loves and yeah. like obviously Virginie and all that stuff. Like, yeah. It kind of gets tied. She kind of took it to a really far, far level. Right. right. By how she came up with this huge, extreme plan. And you kind of wonder, I like, you kind of just wonder, like, when she slept with him
0: when she was 15, she knew that he was Bella's brother. I think she did, though, because I remember, think... she said at the very end, she's like, Talking about the, the picture she saw in Bella's, yeah, and that kind of makes it sound like it
1: was, but like, again, no
0: concrete, like, yeah, mentioned it, but it's like, well, did it, yeah. And then she was like, the fact that he came down and then that happened, she's like, it just means it was fate.
1: And you're just like, how could you just, it's hard enough planning your life. How do you plan all this shit? Right? And how do you teach, like, she is the most patient person alive. She's been doing this since she was 15. Which is crazy. To, like, what, 25, 26? Because she said she was, well, probably older than that. Isn't she, like, 30? Because, yeah, I think she's closer to 30. Because she said, she went back to the school and she said, I haven't been here since 10 years. Oh, then. So around, British school system's a little different. So I'm not too sure but around 1718. Yeah. So about 12 years, let's say. Wow. 12 13 years she's been going after this. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. And it got to the end where we're not really sure exactly if Nate's cooperating now yeah. or not, but uh oh. It's it's weird. <laughs> uh so the next thing cuz we're talking about the dance and like her being young uh, with her experience at the dance when she was a teenager it was like I wouldn't say a difficult scene but some of these questions are that we're like discussing are from the back of the book if you guys are wondering um, the way this one's a little bit more from that one but they said that it was like a difficult scene I personally didn't think it was a difficult scene but anyways what did you <laughs> what did you think when you read it and how does this scene fit into the me too movement
0: I didn't think it was difficult either to kind of hear or read. I just, yeah. um, I don't know if that means I'm we're numb to it or not, but um, I like I just think the way it was written, like it's kind of I'm unbi- um, sorry, it's kind of ambiguous as to how she felt coming out of it. Like obviously she regretted it, um, and I'm not saying that it wasn't like. Some sort of assault because I don't think she knew exactly what was happening. I think she
1: regretted it when she realized that he wasn't going to, like, cuddle her or show her some type of affection after the act than when he did before the
0: act. Right. And I think that kind of ruined her mood about it. Yeah. And and I think maybe looking back on it, she was like, whoa, I wasn't fully comfortable with this situation. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, like... It fits into. I don't know. Like I feel like this type of situation would be something that a lot of people have experienced with the Me Too movement. Um, I think though the the way she handled it is not the appropriate way to go about it. And I like like there's laws in effect for things like that and I think talking about it was good on her part and I think that was something she needed to like get out in the open and start talking about but there were healthier ways to deal with it rather than going crazy against Nate and Bella
1: <laughs> I can't I don't even know because like the consent laws are so different between every country yeah like, I don't think some even have consent laws I think it doesn't matter in certain, ones. certain but obviously yeah. like definitely like the westernized ones do uh, I think 16 is when it's more than three, like two to three years difference. But I think under that, you have to be the same age or the, a year older to consent. I could be wrong. I don't know. I just kind of remember at a certain point, it's more than two years because 16-year-olds can have sex with 18-year-olds and not get confined but if it was an 18 year old with someone younger i think that was an issue 16 is the age consent in canada yeah so i think it was before that they did have sex they had to be the same age then maybe
0: yeah so if yeah, for if you're 14 or 15 yeah. you have to be under 16 and then if you're six or no like well, i guess a 14 year old could have sex with a 15 year yeah. old and would be yeah so yeah like the same age or a yeah. ahead. yeah okay. uh, anything below that is considered non-consensual at all regardless and then 16th the age of consent. Which is funny considering the fact that technically she did consent to the sexual act. Right.
1: But it, again, the whole consent thing I think is a gray area. Like, considering yeah. the fact that, like, the legal part of it. Because, like, she consented and she kind of was, like, okay with it. Maybe afterwards when she thought about it. But, like, in the moment, which is really when it thinks about it. Yeah. She was consenting. And I'm not saying that, like, with the whole Me Too movement. Like, those ones were, like... I don't really remember most of them. There's so many different kind of, like, scenarios, but so I don't remember the finer details in them. But, like, for this one particularly, in the moment, I was like, she seems like a normal teenager that was like, oh, I want to have sex with this guy, because, like, that's where it was leading. And she could have said no, and I'm pretty sure he would have said no. I don't know, or went with it. I don't know, because that never happened. She just went with it. Yeah. And then when she didn't kind of get her like, unrealistic way, I guess, of thinking about it. Like, thinking that he would be, like, doting on her at that point. She mentioned love. Right. Like, that... Then she, I think, started having, like, oh, shit. Yeah. What I kind of do moment. Yeah. Which, again, is probably why they have consent laws in place. Yeah, exactly. you're not old enough to really accept what you're doing and the emotion behind it. Exactly. Which is the gray area of what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, because no, it get is that. such a it's consent when you're like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen is you really when most people I think start having sex?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, maybe roughly. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> Just half the people when you talk to your friends and all that stuff, they're like usually stay around then. You're like, oh, okay. What? Oh. Yeah, like, between the 15 to 17 age range. Most... I guess, I don't know. I think most of my friends.
0: Really? Are those, yeah. I think most of them were, like, 18. 17 to 18. Yeah. Maybe most longer. of them were
1: with guys were around the same age, though. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, age, yeah But, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. I
0: think one was 14. That's oh, my time. God. I can't I'm imagine. I'm not really sure. can't imagine. No,
1: but... Yeah, I don't know. Just... I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I lost track. I just got caught up in the whole moment. Okay. Um. Yeah, I agree if it's in the... I don't know if it fully fits into the Me Too movement because those ones, from what I remember, they're definitely against sexual acts with that person from the beginning where she was all okay with it until the very, like, after... When she realized that he wasn't doting on her in a way, like help mind you, he was not being a gentleman anyways. He was being a freaking nineteen year old boy who just had sex, and he was like, "Okay, on to the next one."
0: Yeah, yeah. And she was
1: kind of like an impressionable fifteen year old, being like, "Yeah, oh, love me." <laughs> exactly. Kind of thing. So, I don't think it's fully in the movie Me Too movement, but got aspects to it obviously the consent thing yeah not technically being legalized for the age difference and stuff like that but yeah i was definitely kind of thrown off when i saw that in the back of the book yeah yeah it's like i didn't even think of that when i read that scene same so uh, um, do you have anything more to add to that part (laughs) no no okay
0: <laughs> said my piece <laughs> <laughs>
1: moving on i guess then so uh one of the things and it's like kind of like a big thing that's talked about besides the whole neat thing is friendships specifically female ones uh why do you think that julia kept mentioning like having a solid female friendship in her life um and in regards to that it seemed like she was like building one with amy near the end well beginning and she did that mean like so the prospect of that right but um she said every girl needs a best friend can you reflect on the statement and relate to her behavior on that
0: well i think like because she in school she never really had any girlfriends Mm -hmm. because of everything that happened and i think her depiction of of like having female friends is skewed because of Everything that happened in her school, um, I think in her mind she she's less worried about her female relationships and more about her one male relationship that she's worried about controlling. Um, but I think deep down she she thinks that the ideal life of a woman involves like having a man and then having a best friend, and I think. And Amy, she kind of sees someone that, oh, I can actually have a conversation with and someone that actually wants to spend time with me.
1: Mm-hmm. So she
0: kind of grasps on a little too hard and then kind of does weird things, like steals her stuff and goes to her place. And
1: and I kind of wonder if when Amy brought up the fact that someone was in her place, if she kind of suspected that uh, Juliet did that. Right? So I was kind of waiting for her to kind of, like, mention something more on that. But for a person that snuck into her place and stayed the weekend, or a couple of days at least, I have to say, Juliet played that pretty cool. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, my God. (laughs) I would have been, like, freaking out, being like, does she know? Right? (laughs) But she seemed to be, like, pretty calm on that, which, by that point, she's pretty good at manipulating people.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: yeah, like, Amy ended up... Becoming one of, like standoffish towards her in the yeah. end and all that stuff, and it's kind of like I don't know, you kind of don't get a full like reason why. Like, in like, she kind of just seemed a little bit off by her, but you don't really know why. And then all of a sudden, yeah, they meet up for drinks or something like that. And she brings up that she's dating one of Nate's friends. Yeah. But it's kind of like that happened in the weeks of silence. So it's like, well, why before that was she acting so weird around her? So we didn't really fully get an understanding as to why that twist in the enthusiasm Amy had towards the friendship with Juliet changed. You can speculate that maybe she did suspect that she was someone that broke into her apartment and all that stuff. Probably not, considering the fact that she was a little shocked when she found out that she had her Homer's like Homer Simpson keys. And oh stuff yeah, like that. yeah, So I don't think she did. So yeah, maybe she was picking up something amongst her reactions and stuff like that beforehand, and maybe it was getting the off vibe. I'm not really sure. That kind of bugged me because I was like, I didn't really get a concrete answer, and I thought Amy was playing such a big part in Juliet's life, right? And then she kind of just like dissipated into, like, nothing.
0: No, that makes sense, yeah. So I was
1: kind of like, well, why? And then all of a sudden she's brought back in after weeks, apparently. And you're like, oh, right, she's part of this. Right, right. And then you're like, and then that happened, and then you're like, oh. Now it's getting hostile a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of like, okay. Interesting. But, yeah, she definitely felt like she needed to have, like you said, you have the boyfriend, you need the best friend yeah and you need the best friend to look good in front of the guy yeah. so you don't look yeah. like you're just gonna like latch on that yeah guy. exactly. So it's kind of like you need both to f- have a fulfilled life yeah. in a way. yeah Is how I thought she was
0: looking at it. no I agree. Um,
1: like we we're mentioning her brother like how did you think that Juliet's brother fully impacted her life as a person? And her relationship with her
0: mother. Well, obviously, I feel like losing any family member would impact your whole life. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like she probably felt pretty guilty. You could kind of tell it parts. So I think she just kind of... isolate That made her kind of isolated. And growing up kind of alone, now she has to deal with her mom. She, on her own... Um, I think it just kind of made her feel like she had to impress other people, thus leading to the incident at the dance, thus a whole yeah. whack load of things. But, um, I think really that was kind of like the beginning of the end for her. And I think she just fully blamed herself for the rest of her life. And I think she just would spend the rest of her life trying to make up that missing part in her heart, I guess that, that broken piece. And then with her mom, I think that was just like her mom really did her no favors either. Like she really like, especially the part where her, she thought like after her mom finding out about her brothers, she would hug her and try and make her feel better and comfort her. And yeah. they would be solemn, like sullen together. But she instead just cried and didn't do anything and broke down in front of her and really didn't try to, comfort Juliet at all. So, I think for her there, she kind of realized, like, what kind of she let happen. And then, like, kind of how selfish her mom was in that regard of how much she cared for her brother and rather... rather than her. Well,
1: and there was, like, a point in the book where she was kind of, like, I don't remember exactly what was said, but, like, she... I think overheard her mom saying to someone or it was said that her mom described her younger brother as like open, like relatable, funny, like nice, like fun to be around kind of thing. Like obviously like he was like what, four or six or something like that. And then she was standoffish. Yeah. Closed, quiet kind of thing. Right. So it's kind of like, Two completely different personalities. And the mom was interpreting them totally different. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of was like, oh, okay. But, like, their mom was already, like, an alcoholic before they lost him. So, like, afterwards it was just kind of like a downhill spiral from the sounds of it. Yeah. They didn't say why her mom died, I don't think. I I don't remember them saying that. But I think it must have been something to do with the alcohol. alcoholism, yeah. Her dad was basically no not, one in no. particular in their life. Yeah. Like, you don't really hear much of him besides, like, I think one or twice, like, a couple times in the book. Right. But, yeah, no, I think her brother, I think, definitely impacted her, maybe not so much in the act of it happening, but I think of what resulted after him actually passing away in the regards to, like you said, with the mom, like, being, like, more closed off and not really comforting her, too. Yeah. But trying to deal with her own grief. And then her mom also pulling her out of school. Not only that, but her best friend at the time, her parents moving her away from the town so she didn't have her anymore not only that, then her going to school with people that didn't really, like, know how to deal with her. Right. So then she's kind of even more closed off again. Right. And then her mom pushing her to a private school, like, a boring school that she didn't really stay at home for. And dealing with, like, Bella and all those guys. Yeah. And also being, like, secluded, and she was scared of Bella, and then she felt like she couldn't be friends with this person that could potentially have been a good friend to her. Yeah. But she didn't want to, like, upset Bella.
0: Yeah, that's true. So it's
1: kind of like, her brother's death just kind of, like, unraveled a bunch of shit that happened that ended up where, I think if they didn't happen, or if it at least her mother was more attentive after the death of her brother and that would have helped and like if her aunt played a little bit bigger of a role then how she kind of came off of what saying what she said she did during the time yeah i don't know sometimes just like small little acts can change like an entire future of a person i feel like all these like Little things just morphed to her being more secluded from everyone. That I think she kind of became delusional. And then she, like, focused on one thing. Yeah. Which ended up, unfortunately, becoming Nate. So. Fair. Yeah. Uh, I think her brother's death, in a way, impacted her life very hardly. Yeah. Harshly. And we probably... You probably wouldn't think that I would. But it, I think it ultimately... Did lead her down this path. Yeah, in the end. Oh, that was a long-winded thing. <laughs> uh, since you keep talking about Nick, what do you think of Nick? You mean overall? Nate. Nate. See, she, she called him Nick. She does call him a Nick. <laughs>
0: lot.
1: Uh, what do you think of Nate? Do you think he was sympathetic at all? Like, did you feel mm-hmm. sympathy for him? Do you I- think he was in like? I kind of added this on. Like, did you think he was innocent in any way, like with anything that he was doing?
0: I do. Like, I felt really bad for him. I don't know if he deserved like the extent of everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he kind of was was arrogant in some respects and was kind of like, "I don't need this in my life" type of mentality. But I, I, I don't know. In the long run, I. Don't think he deserved anything that happened to him. <laughs>
1: I agree. Like, I think what Juliet did to him, uh, like, was not fair to him. Yeah. Because it kind of sounded like it was half revenge too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Slash half her, um like, insane theory that they should be together. Right. Due to fate. Right. And yeah, I don't think that was fair to him because he was never told of any of this until like the very end. Yeah, exactly. Well, near the end. So, I guess you can say he's not fully innocent, considering the fact that I guess he's somewhat was a participant in the beginning, but he didn't know he was, so you can't really blame him for it, right? But. I think how he was trying to deal with her at certain points wasn't the right way. But then again, when you think about it, it's like, well, how else would you deal with her? Yeah. It was very... You flip-flop because you're like, well, he could have done it this way. But with her, you kind of can't do it that way. Exactly. But I also thought he was kind of an asshole.
0: Yeah, he definitely
1: was an (laughs) asshole. While I sympathize with the fact that I don't agree with what she did to him, I also think that if he wasn't having what happened to him happen, he still was kind of an asshole. Yeah. So, as a guy, not favorable what happened to him, I sympathize for him. Yeah. So, it's kind of half and half. Yeah. I guess. That's fair. That's fair. In a way. Yeah. Barbara, do you think that she knew what Julia was kind of like? I don't think she did.
0: No, me neither. I think she... I don't think she had any idea.
1: Julia was master, I think, at manipulating people to see what she wanted.
0: Yeah. Until she was too involved in their lives. And was ready for them to see, like, other aspects of it. Yeah. Like, she
1: kind of effed up, I think, a little bit with Amy, but we didn't really get a full rundown on that situation, so we're not really sure too much. Right. But with everyone else, she pretty much was like, yeah, they saw what they wanted. She gave them to see. Yeah. I don't think Barbara knew. Yeah. I don't think she would have known anything about that. Uh, While we regain our thoughts on this, let's try the other bottle of wine. Good idea. Because... I'm not really sure where to go off on the next couple of questions. So, yeah. Let's take a break and uh,
0: try, try some, try more to get some wine. More wine. Sounds good.
1: All right. So, we're back and we're talking about the wine. That's the reincarnation one. We aerated. That's why we had to take a break because I had to go aerate it. And it... Aerating break, yeah, (laughs) pretty much. And a taxing break. Let's be honest, we yeah, we wanted a little smidge of a break from the talking. would happen. We can only talk for so long before we get completely distracted from everything else. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. This one smells really good. I think it smells better than the one I'm currently drinking. Just because it smells more like the bolder, yeah. got a a smooth finish still, though. It's got a little bit more of a bite to it, but I think it's still got like that smooth factor that this one does. Yeah. It sounds a bit, like, caramelly.
0: Yeah.
1: I definitely smell the berries and stuff, though, that they were talking about. Like a dark cherry. Yeah. Which I think they did list dark cherry. I know they said berries,
0: for sure. It's for sure, like, heavier. Yeah. Not, like, super heavy like a cab, but it's, uh, it definitely finishes, I think, nicely. Yeah.
1: So I would mm. say this is like a, mm. the one that I started mm. off with is more your day drinking in yeah. a nice weather kind of night, yeah. day. And then this is like your finish to your day. It's kind of like desserty. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I don't really like desserts, so this yeah. could definitely be my dessert. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's a good one. I like it. It is definitely bolder, though. I can smell that oak, too. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what smell oh. like. yeah, i smell Yeah, smell that.
1: You can definitely smell that oak. And you kind of... I yeah. do... In the, the aftertaste, you kind of get the, the bourbon. bourbon, too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. I like it. Me,
0: too. All of them.
1: All of these ones are good. Very good. Definitely, since we're getting into the warmer weather... The white is definitely a good summer sitting out on the patio with your girlfriends or guy friends, whoever you want. (laughs) uh, Drink. Yes. The first red wine, the diabolical bold one, is a good one to have either day or night. But it is good to, I would say, drink during the day. More so than the reincarnation. The reincarnation, I think, is more of a
0: nighttime drink.
1: nighttime drink. Or if you're like me, you just drink them whenever you want. That's fair. (laughs) So, but if you're kind of more of the person that, like, goes by, like, the weather and all that stuff, then, yeah, I would definitely kind of, like, do it that way. Yeah. Keep the reincarnation one for more of the nighttime feel. Exactly. Because you'll probably, yeah, it just has, like, that nicer, oakier bourbon, like we said, berry kind of finish. Right, right. So moving on to end this podcast, our last question of well discussion is how do you compare this like suspense thriller, which I think it was in the fiction section, was it? You bought it. I bought it at Costco, but I think when I was on the website, it didn't really classify where it was from, but it definitely is right. like a suspense thriller. Yeah. Uh but what do you compare it to like other like thrillers and stuff
0: especially the ones we've read? Well, one thing is it definitely was like one person point of view, so it wasn't like multiple which we've pretty much I think every thriller we've read is either one or two or sorry, two or more i think's so. point of views. So. I I have a hard time remembering any thriller. that. I think there wasn't was one multiple. that was
1: more one-sided, but I think we didn't like that one. I don't remember what it was called.
0: Yeah. I just haven't remembered a thriller where it was just like one point of view for the longest yeah. time.
1: Cause at least one part in the book, they'll give you like the
0: perspective from the other person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, I know what you mean. So like it was different for sure. Um, but I also liked that. Well, liked and didn't liked. I liked how kind of abrupt she was in her writing style. Like, it just made it seem more realistic. Like, we were in the kind of chaotic mind of of Juliet, and kind of she was thinking one thing, now she's thinking another. What's happening here? What's happening there? Like, mm-hmm. just very up and down, kind of emotional roller coaster. Um, but at the same time, it was. Kind of hard to like you'd mentioned earlier, keep up and really like you needed to pay attention. You, it wasn't a book you could skim like paragraphs because you'd be like, whoa, what did did I miss? What just yep. happened? So it was very, the, that part was like good and bad. Um, I we kind of touched on the end how we hated it, it just ended so quickly. Like, what?
1: And I feel like the other thrillers, like, I agree with you. If- Full on up to like, like up to, so far from what you've said and like the ending just threw me off. Cause like all the other thrillers, I feel like we had more of a, like maybe not a neat bow, but like you yeah. had some type of remnants of a bow. I feel like this was just a start of a bow that oh. kind of, like did like a knot and then forgot to do the rest yeah. of it. Yeah. She's, like, laying there kind of thing. You're just like, like, here you go. Oh, what's over there? Yeah. Just, like, cut off. Done. Done and done. So, it's more annoying because you don't, like, unless there's going to be a sequel to this, which there could be, but I don't know really how, I don't know if this is a story you would continue on with.
0: Right. Exactly. So,
1: I feel like she should have given us at least another paragraph that summed it up a little bit more. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know, like, some thrillers, suspense ones that we've read and, like, ones that we've read before we did the podcast, it is one that keeps you enticed throughout to continuously see what's happening. Yeah. This one was a little harder to predict specifically what's going to happen from chapter to chapter. Yeah. For some of them, you can kind of predict what's going to happen from the beginning. Yeah. But you're still intrigued to see what find what you find out. But yeah, it's definitely one you kinda of have to pay attention to. And she definitely does try and be the perfect girlfriend in the end. like the like the
0: type, type of woman you like the type of girlfriend you would think everyone wants, but yeah. might not be the case. Yeah, and she's a little obviously she's got the crazy
1: side of her that obviously went about it and chose the wrong guy to do it with. Right. But she, yeah, and it's definitely concisive to what the title is—that she tries yeah. to be the perfect girlfriend for him. Exactly. But I definitely, yeah, it's it's one for the books, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's
0: that. a good
1: thriller. It's a good suspense thriller. It wasn't the worst. It's it definitely for sure. yeah, I agree. It wasn't the worst ones we've read, but it wasn't the best, best one we've read. Yeah,
0: it was a good so. in between.
1: Hopefully, like, it'll be interesting to see what her next book will be. Yeah. Um, To see if she's altered how she's changed. Like, obviously, it's going to be most likely a different story. But, like, kind of, like, her style on how she goes about it. And if we get more of a concrete ending to it.
0: Yeah. That would be great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. No. I think it was, overall, a decent read. Yeah. I recommend it. To other people, just letting them know what they're in for.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, well, I, I liked it. And, I liked it? Is that what I'm supposed to say? Just no. kidding. Um, <laughs> I was like, no, like, no. Nope. <laughs> so, I guess that's all. Um, just want to take some time to remind you to uh, subscribe. To this podcast. Because if you're listening to it right now. It means you want to listen to the next one. So you can find us on any. Podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Stitcher. Tune in. Spotify. Google Play. Wherever you listen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and after you hit subscribe. You're going to want to tune in. For next month. Because we're going to be reading. A book by Stacey Schroeder. Uh, it is a non-fiction book, and it is called Next Level Basic, which sounds right up my alley. And she is from what?
1: Uh, Vanderpump Rules. There we go. So it is definitely a reality TV show. A little bit of a guilty pleasure for me. I but like the name of it. I don't really... like. Obviously, everyone in this day and age loves reality TV shows, <laughs> but Cassie... Or Stassi was definitely a character that you didn't fully like until maybe like a season ago.
0: Oh, okay. And it's
1: been going on, I think, for six seasons. Six or more seasons. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I'm interested in read it. Yeah. Definitely love her this season. Oh, okay. That's good. But, you know, I'm interested to see. But definitely, I think it's going to appeal to a lot of females. Cool. So, we'll keep tuned for June's release Woo. for that
0: one. <laughs> yes. But may release for, the, obviously, this one. <laughs> this one. And don't forget to <clears throat> um, follow us on Instagram. Uh, again, the mm-hmm. podcast one is podcast, And then our individual ones are kristin.shu. K R I S T E N dot S H E W mm-hmm. and Lynn dot Z L I N D dot S A I D. And you can email us with any questions, comments, concerns. Mostly questions and comments, maybe <laughs> not concerns, but uh, our email is boozeandbooks at gmail.com. Booze is spelled B O O O Z E and books is spelled B O O O K S. So there's an extra O in there. <laughs> See, she does it way better than me. I nailed it this time, guys. I nailed it this time. Um, One other thing I have to mention, if you're an avid listener and you've heard us before Mm -hmm. from previous episodes, Kristen talked about a oyster cream sauce. I just want to say, I got to enjoy that today. Thanks to her mother. And it was very lovely. And it's just as good as Kristen said it was, so... 10 out of 10 would recommend.
1: I do not remember this, but apparently it happened.
0: <laughs> and it was really so worth talking about. So, <laughs> just had to mention it
1: again. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was so I would recommend I having halibut oh with an oyster sauce. Oh my but... god.
0: Yeah. Everything was so delicious. <laughs> anyway, this isn't called food and books, it's called foods and books. So, I'll stop we
1: will now. talk to you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.